Warning, this podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this, and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This. I am James. I'm Russ. And I'm Fry. And I want to talk about love and peace. Damn, it was good, eh? It, you know, it really was. Um, it barely a Christmas movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. I disagree. I disagree. That was a that was one of the best Christmas movies I have ever seen. That was more of a Christmas movie than fucking Polar Express was. Did you did you not get moved by the plight of those fucking twins? Santa gave them a second chance. If you'll let me finish, <laughs> that was barely a Christmas movie. And yet it somehow put me into the Christmas spirit, Good. as you can see by my attire. For the listeners, the... he's wearing a red blazer and a, and a shirt that looks to be covered in Santa's wearing sunglasses. Yes. Uh, no pants, but, you know, everything else is Christmassy. The first question I had, th- this movie made me ask a lot of questions. <laughs> so I'm just going to go down the questions. Who is against Turtle? The Shredder. <laughs> well, that is accurate, I suppose. Technically correct. That is, the that best is good. Kind that is of correct. correct. I don't think wishing on a turtle you threw away is a good lesson for children. <laughs> I think it's the ideal lesson for children. Now, hear me out. Often, you see a kid walk through the mall. He passes one of those turtles or those crabs, and they're like, ooh, I want this. And then a day or two later, they've forgotten about it. This way, they can feel good about having thrown away that living egg. <laughs> because the wish comes. Because it's going to wish for them out there in the rest in the world and bring them happiness and good luck. And the parents don't have okay. to feed it anymore. All right. Well, I want to address the economic aspects of the price of pet turtles, if that were true. But okay. I I have to assume they're they're pennies. They can't possibly be expensive. The main song in the movie, which I will call Pikadon, because I I knew him before he was famous, and I think the Love and Peace version is inferior You're such a to hipster. the Pikadon version. Love and Peace Don't you? sucks. Hipster version rules. Yeah. The Pikadon version was amazing. Do you um, think people were going around saying, I was at the I was at the crowd when he first played it. Oh, it was amazing. I'm going around saying that. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. yes. But yeah, it's a very good song, by the way. I think the phrase, or the question... How's your turtle? In conjunction with people who have watched this movie could be kind of a byword. Possibly. How are you doing? How's your turtle? Has your, turtle your turtle done some... Well, I mean, that implies that all of us have flushed a turtle at our lowest moment. No, no, no. It's just people who have watched the film. As a, it, as a your byword, house upstairs in it kind of thing. I it's read a that byword. a response to how you doing in Norway is up hmm. and not crying. <laughs> and I'm oh, saying that unironically in my life. Yeah, can we start There's working such... that into uh, American and you know? How you doing? Texan Up discourse? and not crying. Yeah. And then I complained for a couple lines about how they took Picadon out of the song and put Love and Peace in. Um, I'm pretty sure, but not a hundred percent certain, that when the turtle began to make noises before it spoke for most of the movie, they were just sampling those turtle sex noises? Oh, for sure. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah I okay. mean, that's the easiest place to get turtle sound effects. Well, but that specific noise it was making was the turtle sex noise. Yeah, I mean, if you need a distinctive turtle noise, they really only have the one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, that and when an eagle drops them and they fall on a goat and kill it. That's not really a sound they're making so much as a sound physics is making. It's coming from the turtle. Well, it's rapidly not the turtle anymore. Wouldn't it be great if, like, one of the acceptable human sounds was being torn in half by trucks? (laughs) (laughs) It made it. You heard me. Okay. Grandfather's sewer toy is the best drunk I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) Kicks ass. Yeah. He's very functional. I what I'm trying to figure out is, in addition to his various whiskeys that he has, he always seems to have like a little you know single shot bottle or something, and it looks like Fireball, but I couldn't tell. What do you think? Suntory small batch. Yeah, the uh, only one I I saw the label of was the Suntory one. Okay, I assumed they paid for advertising for this. Suntory doesn't have to pay for shit. But yeah, you if you want whiskey in Japan, whether you want the really high end or the crap that comes out of vending machines, you're going to get Suntory. I want whiskey there vending was, machines. I have another question for you, which is from the film. And that is, where does music come from? Vibrations. Everything's vibrations. The, the, the film answers this question. And Turtles. the answer is turtles. Yes. That's right. Good job. That's right? why the Ninja Turtles were such a menace, is they could create music while they were fighting. I love the moment when he was like, I'm Wild Ryo, the dickhead. <laughs> Welcome to my <laughs> asshole face. <laughs> it will last for approximately 30 minutes of the film. I had to pause the movie in that scene where the person in the turtle puppet, <laughs> its suit really, it seemed like more of a suit where they were crawling on all fours, was in the middle of that press conference going, ah! I don't know. I wonder how many takes they had to do of that. It's like the girl who played Baragon. (laughs) I would have collapsed to the ground. So it's so hard to keep your face straight for that. I I don't know how they did it. A note on the Santa in the film. I have seen worse Santas in terms of the beard quality and the costume quality and the acting especially in movies about Santa. For sure. When he does that transformation at the end, it's like, holy shit. Like, that beard looked like his beard. Like, I know that guy can't grow that beard, but it looked like his beard. Or did for the movie. That would be amazing. (laughs) Oh, man. I'll just say that I loved it, and I would recommend it to anyone. And when I got done with the movie, I stopped, you know, I was watching the credits, and I backed out, and I stopped it. And I looked at it, and I was like, wait, this was two hours long? I thought it was 90 (laughs) minutes. Like, I... It's it, This is the first movie we've watched where I thought it was shorter than it actually was. And so... It's a good one. Wonderful right, Christmas. We picked a good one. Well, who's ready for a gear change this week? Oh, yes. Because the wheel demanded Christmas horror, didn't it? Oh, it did. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> My God, what a library. What I'm sad we couldn't do all of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, Russ sent me like four things and I was like... I'll watch this one. I was like, all right, that's pretty funny. I'm not sure I need to watch the others. And then each other one was also amazing. (laughs) And then all the other titles got and and descriptions were more and more preposterous. They're so good. (laughs) It's not wholesome, but (laughs) it is a Christmas (laughs) horror. Yeah. (laughs) So this is your final, final Christmas-themed untitled.txt for the year because we are recording this on December 22nd. Yes. The standings are Fry, 59, James, 58. And so this one, you're not getting any clues whatsoever, not even a year 
are you getting? Ooh, wow. I'm going We're to give fucked. you a famous quote from a famous Christmas movie, and you tell me what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, Russ. It does <laughs> help if you hold my arm <laughs> randomly during the podcast. <laughs> sound, sound editors love this one weird trick. <laughs> Fry, that was good. I will try to deliver them as they were delivered in the movie. Okay. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Oh, 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 uh, that's... Mm. Oh. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's the one. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. I never thought it was such a bad little tree. It's not bad at all, really. Maybe Charlie Brown Charlie, Christmas Charlie. Special. Ah, James got I hate that, that one. fucking thing. Don't re- stop reminding me of that. I hate it. How can you hate <laughs> Charlie Brown's Christmas? Charlie special? Brown's existence. It, the only reason you watch it is to be glad you are not Charlie Brown. It's the most depressing <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen in my goddamn Some, life. There are many shows where you watch it to be glad you're not the person going through this. Yeah, but they're like usually reality movies. shows where you don't feel bad for the characters involved. <laughs> Like, I can no watch an episode of Jersey men. Shore and not feel bad about the situation. You know what Jersey Shore is called in Japan? What? Macaroni Rascals. Yeah, that's about right. I can see <laughs> I love that. I can see it that. should have been called that here. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Next, next on NBC, Macaroni Ra- I don't know what station it was on. Macaroni Rascals. I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. Christmas Carol. I mean, every single version. Of right. It you slept much. on that one. Damn it. Yeah. He wow. was like leaning back, rubbing his eyes and shit. <laughs> I, I honestly hey, Fry, didn't real, I, I took a drink and I didn't realize we were about to do the next question. Hey, but, hey Fry, I think you have too many lights on. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Yes. Also, you're not in the Christmas spirit like me. Oh, oh, oh. I, I apologize, but I do have the Santa beard going all year round. You so. do have a Santa beard. That is true. I have like a, like a sketchy sailor beard. There's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. They're busy building toys and absolutely no one's dead. Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Nightmare yeah, Before Christmas. Nice, there we nice. go. Nicely done. This is extremely important. Will you please tell Santa that instead of presents this year, I just want my family Home back. alone? Ooh, oh, wow. Nice, nice. Yeah. That is a redemption story that I gave Fry shit, and that's all he needed to fucking out the gate. <laughs> wow. It does seem to motivate him. Christmas was on its way. Lovely, glorious, beautiful Christmas upon which... Miracle the, on 34th Street. Upon which the entire kid oh. year revolved. Oh, uh, uh, Christmas story. Is that, Bingo. Uh, yeah, oh, go, yeah. okay. I planned out our whole day. First, we'll go make snow angels for two hours. Then we'll go ice skating. Then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can. And then we'll snuggle. Elf? Ooh, nicely oh, done. Nice. That sounded like some shit he would say. A toy is never truly happy until it is loved by a child. Toy Story 3? That's not a Christmas movie. Oh, I haven't seen it. Toy Story oh, 2. Oh, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Fry again? Toys? Uh, the Island of Misfit Toys. Fry just got it. He just said Rudolph oh. the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, he said try again. No, I said fry no. again. Oh! 
It is It is very easy to mishear my name for a variety of other things. I'm getting old. You have to speak up. Oh, ho, oh, oh. ho. You need uh, better headphones. Those wires can't carry the full <laughs> I'm going to destroy you and your house. You know, a, a box when, upon your house. When that exchange started, I was like, I'm going to cut that. And then when that happened, I was like, that's staying in. <laughs> What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? Oh, oh, oh. Is this from that fucking claymation one about the North Pole? You're getting no hints. No, you're right. Um, I'm going to say Frosty the Snowman. Nope. I don't think it was the one James is thinking of. (laughs) I just said no. (laughs) No, not not Frosty the Snowman, the other one he was referencing. No, the other one I was the thinking The one with the train to the North Pole. No, uh, that's... I said claymation, Polar, Polar Express is on this list. Yeah, I, just, oh, okay. I wasn't thinking... I said claymation, sir. Oh, right, that is three... Not claymation. There's a hint. It's not claymation. Yeah. Okay. Aha, I got a hint after all. I still don't know okay. the answer, though. Can we have the quote one more time? Not. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas... Oh, wait, Christmas... is this how the Grinch stole Christmas? Bingo! Yeah, I can't we believe I, we so aren't you glad that? I asked for it again? For you know what I am? I because like I I knew it had to be the it's rhyming was the biggest and, clue. Yeah. yeah, it's got a Susie and quality. Okay, but boys, I get you've got to do it. You've got to do it. This is going to be a Christmas miracle. You've got to do it. Okay. There's one question left, and you've gotten nine so far. Oh, oh wow! My. Don't th- I don't think this has ever happened before where you got all of them. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay, here we go. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around... Miracle on 34th Street. No. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? Damn. Gosh, I do wish we could get the year on these, because I really want to say Miracle on 34th Street, too. The way it makes me feel is like up. Is it up? <laughs> Christmas <laughs> movie. Is a Christmas movie. I know it's not a Christmas movie. All right, I'll give you the year. 1946. Oh, no. That's Miracle on 34. It's not White Christmas. Say the quote one more time. Very good guess. No. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? That sounds really familiar, but I, I haven't This doesn't meet me in St. Louis, is it? <laughs> That would be funny if I, like, I had to guess because it's a very old-timey sounding quote. Should have put gremlins on here, shouldn't I have? And we found my father and he had fallen down the chimney and broken his fucking head and that's when I stopped believing in Christmas. That's the weirdest ass fucking... Okay, I'm going to give you another quote from the same movie. I want to live, Clarence. I want to live. That's not Miracle on 34th Street? Nope. Well, fuck me. I had him confused Frank with that Capra, movie. Frank Capra, director. Jimmy Stewart, star. I really I thought, thought that, that movie was, was tall. Miracle it was on tall. It is Street. literally the most famous Christmas film ever created. It's a Wonderful Life. That's the one. Oh, God, how did we right. get that? So God damn it! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally. We were thinking of this the same movie, and we both described the wrong movie. fucking name to I it. I want to live, Clarence. I was yeah. thinking of that movie, and in my head, it was like that's Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street because I haven't watched either of them in many, many years. <laughs> Well, we like, did it. The, the, the plot, I described the plot of the movie to you. The plot of It's a Wonderful Life is what if I didn't live? That's that's yeah, the plot. I, I, I mean, I, we, I knew I the movie, just that was not the, the plot. Name of it. 
I forgot. I thought that was the plot of Miracle on 34th Street, but then I remember the so, plot of that one is that the mall gets a the Macy's gets a mall Santa. Yeah, that, that's right. The, that's the, the real Miracle on 34th Street is Santa on trial. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, yeah, that's right. Well, James was pulling up there. He he had almost blown it out of the water, but that was six to Fry and four to James. Mm, that is damn. a Perfect Christmas miracle, boys. And that puts it at Fry 65, James 62. Merry Christmas to each and all of us. Merry fucking Christmas. (laughs) All right, now it's time to get a spooky. (sighs) Let's do it. It is 2022. And it Mm. is... (laughs) You know when a movie title is just perfect? (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Star (laughs) Wars. This is... Christmas, bloody Christmas. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, God. I love they've got the perfect name for it already. <laughs> I think over the past, I'm going to say five years, I've seen about four of these movies, and I'm using quotey fingers. And I am sort of curious what subgenre this one falls into, because I do okay. like these movies. So this one is, is full on a slasher movie. Like, yes, yeah. it is. There's nothing to it but but a, sl- a slasher movie. But I will say, I liked this little twist, and I just wanted to mention this little twist t- so that uh, you would be aware of it. Our main mm. characters are really big grunge hipster nerds. Like, they spend a lot of the time <laughs> arguing about grunge bands, and it's, uh, it's a big part of the movie. So you should watch it just for that. Yeah. Well, I have a question. So... I haven't really kept up with the music scene now, or I guess really ever, but specifically not now in my in my right. dotage. So, is grunge still just the stuff from the nineties, or do I they, think so? Or do they still I mean, have it? They were okay. still talking okay. about old stuff. They were they were referring to the, at one point they have a discussion about what is the best Soundgarden album. And <laughs> wow, that's niche. I apparently was there are some very apparently there are some very. Uh, Wrong opinions to be had there. There, you know, it's funny. There are, and if this was a different podcast, I would instruct you in the ways. But I this really is not that time. And so I want you to watch this movie just so yeah. you can explain that scene to me, and okay. whether or not that the person had the right choice about the best Soundgarden album. I, um, there is there is a right answer, and they, that right answer is my opinion. So I would be happy to review that. Good. Well, I'll tell you about the rest of the movie too now. Yes. Uh, it actually it starts off. I, I thought the way it started off was kind of cute. They had like different news flashes going on, and it's mostly like Christmas advertisements, just a little bit over the top Christmas advertisements. <laughs> yeah, and then a news flash about a small little story that sets up our our whole movie, which is mm. that the Department of Defense has. I love this setup. The Department of Defense has repurposed a number of their drones, which, by the way, don't think the drones that exist in real life do think Terminators. Um, Yeah, I was definitely thinking, like, human robots. And they have repurposed them to serve as mall Santas throughout the country. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny, Fry? First of all, I want to commend you on this, this summary so far, because my next question was going to be, maybe not what's the budget, but, like, what's the seriousness level of this movie and you just answered the ser- it is a low serious level seriousness level and here. that's really important for a yeah. christmas horror movie it's supposed to be like that excellent so there's a small a little addendum to the news story and we actually sometimes there's like the news story is going on in the background and the characters are just purposely avoiding it 
Like, they are doing yeah. anything they can to not pay any attention to this news story. That's probably why they were talking about Soundgarden albums in 2022. Yes, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, some of the Santas are reverting to their previous programming, which... <laughs> First of all, I'm going to describe <laughs> what the previous programming of the Mall Santas appears to be. Because I am not sure how this is useful in a battlefield context. Yeah, they're going around <laughs> stabbing people and they're being shot at. So, apparently, their previous programming involved finding the nearest axe and splitting people in half while they're fucking. I, yeah, Fry, you don't understand the modern battlefield. <laughs> It's hey, a hey boys, skill. can I send a photo of the director to the chat, please? <laughs> yes, yes, please do. Uh, I, I would like you to picture... So, the majority of the dialogue in this movie is dominated by talk of rock bands, and it's a movie about robotic murdering Santas. What do you think the director of this movie looks like? Well, you are exactly right. Oh, yeah, got it in one. Exactly what I expected. Oh, yeah, yeah that is... Yeah, yep. He looks like a discount Rob Zombie. <laughs> oh my god, I wasn't I wasn't imagining the backwards baseball cap. That's pretty great. <laughs> In addition to the hair and beard. Okay, also, he's Fry. on the red carpet. No, no. That is a that, that is a premier shoot he's at. Oh my god! So Please bless this man. <laughs> so Act One and Two are pretty straightforward slasher. You know. Monster sees people, chases them. Yeah. The monster in this case just happens to be Santa with an axe. But he's very strong. I want to be very clear. He splits <laughs> a man in two with his first murder. Uh, neck to, t- hey, neck to pelvis. Hey, Fry. How them special effects? Oh, I mean, they tell you they're there. <laughs> the, this is The best perfect, special though. effects that mannequins and 20,000 gallons of fake blood can buy you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They also Perfect. blow up a couple of things pretty good. So, it, okay. it's, again, I, I get the feeling the director just wanted to make this movie for fun. Uh, because <laughs> well, also, yeah. at least some of these sequences are basically just music videos where the, the music almost syncs up with Santa chasing somebody. And it's, <laughs> it's very fun. I, I enjoy it. But you can tell the director just was like, this is, this is what I want to do. I want to get someone think- to pay me to make this movie. Do you think so? Did is the music he chose was? Is it like? Do you think it's from like local bands he likes or something? I bet it's super deep stuff. That, that would be pretty. Sweet. That's debatable. The soundtrack is really good. There's like a whole lot oh, of yeah? '80s like synthwave stuff happening on it. It's super oh, cool. Okay, I like yeah. the soundtrack. Yeah, I thought the cool. the soundtrack was pretty good. So Act One and Two, typical slasher stuff. Some people are going to get killed. Our characters who survive are going to survive by running a lot. Uh, yeah. Finally, we get a cop shows up to help them, and she's covered in blood. Uh, our main character is Tori. She's just covered in blood by this point. And mm. the cop shows up, and she's like, help, Santa. And he's, <laughs> he's just not able to process those words in any kind of way that makes sense. And she honestly, she's in so much shock. She does a good job. Like, she's trying to explain, but she just can't find words other than help and Santa. And they're just not useful right now. Santa, help! Tori is played by an actress called Riley Dandy, who I hope (laughs) I see in everything from now on. Excellent. Tori manages to briefly get away from the Santa that is chasing her, which, by Mm -hmm. the way... 
I guess it imprints on someone. I, I don't understand this programming again, but it seems to imprint <laughs> on people who see it. And like, I guess its plan is to kill everyone who has seen it until no one well, is no, alive Fry, who has it, seen it kill. No, Fry, it's it's scanning for protagonists and chasing them. I guess imagine, that's, that's probably it too. Imagine how much worse this movie would have been if they had explained it. Yeah. Oh, God, it'd be awful. Oh, so it seeks out the closest... Uh, fuck off. What is it? It's that a robot Santa that's murdering people. We don't care. Right. We don't care <laughs> yeah, why it's exactly. killing. If we're already here, you don't need to make us go home. <laughs> like, like, we'll watch the movie. You don't have to... <laughs> After the first cop gets killed by the by robot Santa, she steals <laughs> the cop's car and, and after running over it a few times, drives away from it. A Who good does she run sorting. into? Who, the best people to run into when you're covered in blood and driving a stolen police car are the rest of the police cop. force. So that's yes, who she sees perfect. next. And about all she can say is Santa and murder and dead and bodies. <laughs> and the, the, Well, see, see the, the problem is if she could communicate, they would have time to organize a defense and we wouldn't get to see more Santa bot murders. Right. So they're busy, like, arresting her and taking her away. And he's like, I'll of send a couple of guys to check out whatever you're describing. And, of course, they get horribly murdered in, like, an instant. They get horribly murdered off screen. That's how unimportant they were. Santa bot is coming. Well, I mean, one of the, what, you see one of their bodies sail through the air and land in some fire or something. <laughs> oh, that's true. That does <laughs> Like, from, from, from off screen? Okay, so there's a bit where Santa bot... Okay, none of this makes any sense. But there's, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's... No, no, that's fine. That's fine. There's a I bit was where, Santa, where the Santa robot steals an ambulance and presumably yes. murders more people with it. That's unclear. <laughs> but then he has the wherewithal to like be sneaky about it, despite the fact that his MO up to this point has been walk up to someone and kill them. Yes. I guess he, he assumes that he's walking into more fire. He, he shrugs off shotgun shells, but he chooses this moment to be sneaky. So he like hides in the back of the ambulance. And one of the cops is like, I'll check the back. And then you hear screams and gunshots. And then the body comes sailing over the ambulance yeah. and thrashes down where everyone can seal it. They, they have a lot of fun with, with the way the Santa robot kills people because he's super strong. He his motives are unclear, his methods are unclear. He will decide to surprise you if he wants to, uh, and sometimes he'll just walk up to you and split you in half. I, I like the whole sort of gag of nobody can see what's happening, camera left or camera right. Like what's happening just outside of frame, no one can see that. I love yeah. that that thing of like you can't see it, you can't hear it. There could be a war going on just off to your left, and then you look over and blah, you get killed. By now, surprise. I want to point out that the Santa robot is played by Abraham Ben Ruby, and I don't know if that name means anything to you or not, but it mm. should. It, it does because not. he has been in everything forever. Did you see ER? Yeah. Okay, so he... I just, oh, I just looked him up. Oh, my God, he's perfect for so this. So he, he played Jerry Markovich. This guy is 6'7". Yeah, yeah, like Santa. Yeah, exactly like Santa. Yeah, he was in 137 episodes of ER. Wow. He does all of the Star Wars voices for Robot Chicken. Oh, wow. Anytime you need like a Darth Vader, it's this guy. And his wow. best role, and the only one that I would identify him from, was that he played the partying guy in The Man Who Wasn't There. <laughs> oh, okay. This this guy has a chin that you could destroy buildings with. Yes. This is a good cast. He has played a lot of voices in World of Warcraft. 
Yes, a lot. <laughs> he does. He does wow too. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of voice acting. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, th- oh, here's a picture of him in the movie. I better avoid it because I haven't seen it yet. It looks like Santa spoilers. It. Yeah. I, I do like the fact that they were like, well, yeah, they were trying to make the robots look like people because that that decreases our special effects budget. <laughs> Kick ass. Look, the DoD had very specific requirements for this. It it sounds like some kind of like off-brand DARPA DARPA project, but somehow got funded. Like, who'd you say were who you say you were with? Uh, Farpa. It's Borston Dornomix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's Cleveland thinking machines. Bingo. Sorted. <laughs> okay. Honestly, there's not a lot more to tell you about this movie. Like, yeah, so, I, so I, you get the vibe <laughs> of it pretty quick. I uh, so do. Do you you want to see a crazy strong robot Santa rip a small <laughs> town apart? Uh, we've got that. There's also, I will say, I don't know if this is intended or not. Sometimes I read more into stories than what is meant to be there. But I assume this is the same thing is happening nationwide in every city yeah. in America this night. And that's why they can't get any emergency assistance. They, there's like yeah. one or two lines where they're like, call in the guard or something. Oh, nobody's answering. And it's never yeah. explored further. But, and but I no, assume that, that, the world is ending. That is explored further because there is one throwaway line on a news broadcast in the movie that says this is happening everywhere. Oh, and, and, wow. And that is that why... And that is why this movie is a slice of is a slice of life movie and not a horror movie. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> no, if you wanted to make a sequel to this movie, it is cake. You yeah. there is no setup needed whatsoever. Yeah, the Santas are back. Okay, kick ass, Russ. <laughs> what would you like to say about this? <laughs> what wonderful do you say film? about a movie like this? Eh? <laughs> um, the camera work is good. It's yeah. really good. Surprisingly good. Joe Bagos knows exactly what he's doing. This is such a weird approach to take, but I had to. It's interesting how many similarities Christmas Bloody Christmas shares with Black Christmas 1974. Yeah. And I'm not talking about a robot Santa going haywire or, you know, anything like that. But I'm talking Oddly, about the it's the discussion of 90s grunge. Yeah, exactly. 90s grunge. It is the final girl. Because, arguably, Black Christmas 1974 was one of the first exemplifiers of the modern final girl trope. Hmm. Now, in Black Christmas, the final girl was Jess, played by Olivia Hussey, who you will probably know from Romeo and Juliet, which you might have seen in English class, and they turned off the bit where her boobs are out. This happened to me. I would have paid more attention if they had left that bit on. I know. So the plot of Black Christmas, in brief, is that a slasher invades a sorority house at Christmas time, hides in the attic, and picks off the members of the sorority one one by one. Formulaic as hell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jess is the one who fights back and survives. And it's also the movie where you get the line, the calls are coming from inside the house. Oh, that's where that comes from. But like so many misquoted movie lines, that's not the line. The line from the movie is, Jess, the caller, is in the house. The calls are coming from the house. Ah, (laughs) I know, right? Disappointing. Now, in later movies, some of the now famous rules would be codified for Final Girls. They would be the morally virtuous types, those that didn't have sex or use drugs, that they were somehow above those who got the machete through the spine while they were shagging. But Mm. in the Black Christmas early incarnation, Jess wasn't framed that way. She's just a person. She's not holier than thou or anything like that. A big plot point 
is that she's planning on having an abortion against her boyfriend's wishes and rebuffing all his marriage advances. And this was in 1974. Right. Then when you get to movies like Halloween, just four years later, Jamie Lee Curtis's Lori has taken on the role of the chaste final girl that would continue for a couple of iterations of horror franchises. So like Sally in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street, Sydney in Scream. But here we've come full circle again. Tori doesn't even let men have sex with her. She does all the fucking. And she does all (laughs) the demanding. Not one man comes in this movie. But Tori does. (laughs) Yeah. And all this is intentional. As I said earlier, the soundtrack is a throwback. Every frame is way overexposed. Even the police station looks dated. Joe, Joe Bagos knows what he's doing. But here's the thing. This isn't new. For about the last 10 years, movies have either been acknowledging or pushing back against that whole final girl thing. The the Cabin in the Woods, it follows, ready or not. All of them have been, no, we're not chased. We're just empowered. Yeah. There was even a remake of Black Christmas in 2019 that we didn't do because it somehow felt even more unnecessary than this movie. (laughs) And this movie is a hodgepodge of ideas, and none of them are original. Murderous Robot Santa, that's Futurama. Murderous Robot, Terminator. No, the one before that. Okay, Maria from Metropolis. But as we've said many a time before, and even last week, nothing is original. And the thing about even this podcast is we're aware of all of this. We are doing this because it is three friends who just want an excuse to make a dumb thing. Christmas, yes. Bloody Christmas is a dumb thing, and you should watch it drunk with your friends. And here's my proposition. We're going to do that next week because I'm coming home next week. Well, I was already going to watch it, but absolutely. All right. Let's yeah. watch it when, when Russ is over. I think that's a wonderful idea, and it'll be hilarious. It sounds like a really good plan. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely going to watch it. And even if I wasn't going to, you know, I probably would have said yes. <laughs> That's would be a like, good I'll trick. Be there. All right. I'm going to see you, you in your force... face. Any movies you want to force I just come to over watch, for. Russ just has to come over for. Well, I mean, it's Christmas, so, I, you know, it's all good. You can't come over on, like, you know, February 9th and be like, hey, I'm here. I be believe like, the planes off, are also home. flying in February. Well, yeah, but my doors will be locked. Um, okay. Russ knows how to pick uh, locks, I'm sure. I only unlock my doors for December 25th. That's correct. Uh, okay. That's why there's so many packages outside my house. <laughs> I think many of them are rotting. The Amazon okay. guy is crying. <laughs> and I don't know why I got food delivery last June. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many weasels. God. They've taken over the stupid. <laughs> The dumpster weasels. Okay. I keep uh, ordering Uber Eats, but I refuse to open the door to get it. And they throw it through the window. It's just possums. There's so many possums. <laughs> the neighbors have tried to complain, but the possums got them. There's the just so many gunshots. chasing They're... cars. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, what are we watching, boys? Fry? Let's pull up the wheel. No. No, 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 no. What are you watching lately? Oh, what are we watching? Yes, and also, yes, we yes. can't do the will because we have a listener request. Oh, excellent. Jesus, did I watch anything new this week? If uh, not, that's okay. I finally finished Arcane, so that was pretty cool. Okay. Ah, good-ass right? show, eh? Big, yeah. Big fan. Finished it yeah. all in like one big, one big jump. Uh, yeah. One big binge, and it was really good. Get over your video game prejudices. God, that ending's something. really good. Yeah. It's really fucking good.
Don't think I've watched anything else. Uh, anything else new this week? So uh, that's, that's all fair. I got. Russ. So here's what I've been doing in my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> I've just realized I haven't watched a single new thing because it was either this or like work or preparing for holidays. It's yeah. the same with me. But yeah. what I did pick back up again was the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. The for game. PS5 in preparation for, one, the new Spider-Verse movie, and two, the release of Spider-Man 2. How is that? Because it came out on PC, too. Is that good? So I loved it. I played the Spider-Man game all the way through, and then I played all the way through for New Game Plus, and mm-hmm. then I played Miles Morales all the way through, and now I'm playing it all the way through again on New Game Plus. So I dig it. So- so pretty good. I've heard I've heard the big the big difference in the quality of Spider-Man games of the years. So the primary thing is the web slinging. Some of the games felt kind of stiff and they didn't feel like momentum. This driven. is some of Sp- the- you are Spider-Man. Okay, you cool. are a thousand. Cool. I mean, they just recycled the engine and and yeah, the, the, yeah. the combat was so fluid in Spider-Man. You feel, I mean, it's cliche to say, but you feel like Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. you're not well, overpowered, that's but goal. you're Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I may give it a tr- shot. I've never tried one of those big AAA Spider-Man, Spider-Man games. <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, who's that? The, Spi- the Spider-Man? Jeff Spider-Man, my accountant. <laughs> so it's like John Batman. <laughs> Peter, okay. Peter Spider-Man, how is Hebrew school? <laughs> In the wings of a Batman. Okay, anyway. Uh, all right, fantastic. So what is our... What is our uh, well, I guess. Oh, I guess you don't have to tell me uh, what the listeners. Well, I can. I mean, I, you know, you haven't seen it. Uh, our next movie is Money Plane. <laughs> Money Plane. All right. What? Okay. Don't look it up because I know you no. haven't seen it. <laughs> I have no. I haven't seen it. I have no intention on looking it up because that is a fantastic title. I was going to ask you for the uh, genre, but I feel like that is the genre. The genre, the is, genre Money is Money Plane. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole thing. Fantastic. Well, uh, here's hoping it's a plane made out of money. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Oh, wait, that's not how we sign off. <laughs> that is how we sign off. It, it, it's yeah, it's the, definitely the part tone. of how we sign off. The tone is all wrong. It wasn't Christmassy enough. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James Watch This. Have a Merry Christmas, and don't drink bleach. saying about the raffle well, we didn't have to record it because it was going to be so utterly innocuous <laughs> it's like it was just These going the best to be... here we'll we'll try to jazz it up for you as you go <laughs> <laughs> so my company had a christmas party for which i was not present and, and your company for those who don't know is blackwater the the mercenary <laughs> <Is that correct? laughs> yes he works for the canadian division of blackwater Right. My company, when I try to speak it into a recording device, comes through as redacted anyway. Mm, perfect. There has never been a more bullshit job than mine. <laughs> no, you work for the part of the NSA that has to operate overseas for legal re- or on a different country for legal reasons. I work for a company that does software for for-profit private colleges. <laughs> like I am several criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, job's a job. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they had a Christmas party, and you did not have to be present to win the raffles oh. at this Christmas party. <laughs> and so ideal. I'm sitting at home, happily working from home on a Friday, 
and there, one of my friends texted me. I'd say friends, <laughs> someone that I have seen half Co-worker. a dozen times. Yeah, it's a work friend. Was hey Russ, you won something? I was like, oh, okay. They're holding it for you. So I get into the office the following Monday, which I went into because I knew it was going to snow like fuck on Tuesday, and I for damn sure wasn't coming in on Tuesday. And damn, was my plan a good one. And so I come in, and sitting on my desk is a not-dishwasher-safe water bottle. What? Yeah. Like, it's it's a water bottle, but not even one you can put in the dishwasher. So, wow. That... Merry Christmas! Congratulations! Branded. Sounds like it sounds like you got a change jar. Oh, right. no, we were, heavily. We're supposed to jazz this up, so it's actually the beginnings of a pipe bomb. I do have a question. Yo. What is it made of generally? Metal. Ah, okay. A kind of it, it's it's insulated, sort of, but definitely oh, as Fry like describes. A... If I put it in the dishwasher, I would blow up my dishwasher. Right. It, so it doesn't have like one of those double layer nitrogen. Okay. <laughs> nitrogen. Like the air we breathe. <laughs> nitrogen is useful. It's a it's a gas that doesn't react, so, and that means it's a good insulator. Now, not only that, this bottle was sitting on everyone's desk. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, I want a gift because... Ev- ha, ha, ha. You tell me I want a gift because everyone want a gift. Good well, joke. Well, I'm going through my work day. I get an email from someone in marketing. And they're like, hey, Russ, you won a prize in the company raffle and it we're holding it for you upstairs come and get it i was like oh my prize isn't this bottle there's something else waiting for me so i go retrieve it and it is a coffee mug warmer okay it's one of those like a a heated coaster yeah a little heated coaster thing yeah i'm not sure if i can if it'll show up on camera it's that Oh, okay. This thing here. Yeah. It's plugged in, so I can only reach it so far. Now, I'm going to read you the company name that is branded <laughs> on this. This is not Sony. This isn't Sorny. This isn't Magnet Box. This isn't even a respectable knockoff. This is Sue Wow. <laughs> Sue Wow. It can warm a mug to one of three temperatures one, the left side of your freezer. <laughs> Two, the palm of your hand. <laughs> Three, the epicenter of a nuclear explosion. <laughs> <laughs> and ne'er the three shall meet. What so it doesn't have like a dial. It's, it's, ju- it's just like cold, warm, ow. <laughs> it, I love it so much because there's something almost prideful about taking a sip of coffee. And it's like, oh, yeah. And it burns uh, all the way don't down. Don't have any taste buds anymore. Yes. Well, this does that every time. <laughs> I don't win a lot in raffles. And this might be the best raffle gift I have ever gotten in my entire life. I have to say for an office gift, that's probably more thoughtful than anything I've ever received. Uh, most of the ones that I've gotten were koozies. And, yeah, you can use them on soda cans, but they're for beer. Right. I mean, Come on, you know, and that's. Well, I feel office. like that's an invitation to drink beer at the office. If they give you a koozie, that what do they expect? Yeah, well, they're just like, we'll cover up the, the can policy. Cover up the can with a koozie, so we don't have to know what, what brand it is. 
Also, if I'm being realistic, I haven't worked in an office since 2020. All of my jobs have been remote, so I've got nothing to complain about on that front. Okay. For most of the jobs I've had where we did have an office, at some point mm. I drank beer in that office with the permission of the company. That's really? Yeah, like all all of them have had a very drinking, like during work hours, yeah, you know what, it's summer, let's have a beer kind of culture. Well, you've always been more of like a hippie kind of dude. I can see you being attracted to those companies. I want to work at a place where the founders will pass me a joint someday. That's that's what I'm looking to do, is just then share you a joint. probably move, live in a different state. Hashtag Canada. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get this shit show started.